0: Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Tuesday, February 22nd. I hope you guys all celebrated your President's Day yesterday with something, I don't know, presidential. Maybe you watched uh, The West Wing. You binged to The West Wing. Oh, Mark, I forgot to tell you that I'm saving up the second season of Emily in Paris after you got me kind of hooked on it because it's so delicious. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. I don't know. I want to make like maybe there's going to be like a storm or a snow one more snowstorm where I'm going to be able to have hours upon hours to watch it. it's really is it's it's dumb and delightful and pretty, and I like it very much. It's a perfect it's the perfect antidote to the winter blues if you have any. It really is. I like it. Exactly. I get to go to Paris without the jet lag or without, you know, trying to figure out where, when I need to test. So until we stop testing um, as much, then I presume I will be watching Emily in Paris instead of being in Paris. If you would like to go to Paris, this is probably a great show for you because we love Paris, but it's not a travel show. It's a financial show. So maybe we can figure out how to help you get to Paris ah, see that? Well, maybe we can build that into your financial planning. This is the program that tries to demystify your financial life. And we do that by having you go to our website, jillonmoney.com and clicking the contact us button. You fill out this form. And if you'd like to come on the air, just say yes. And Mark does all the rest. That is what Mike did. Mike is joining us from Washington state. Hi, Mike. How are you?
1: Good morning, Jill. Um, hey, I'm a recent listener to the Jill on Money, um, but really like the podcast and enjoy the fact that you and Mark use the KISS principle and keep everything simple and sweet.
0: Oh, yeah. We love, we love keep it simple, stupid. It really is the best. It's the best thing almost in anything in life, actually. So what brings you to our airwaves? How can we help you out today?
1: Well, the main question I have is on Social Security and when to take it. I'm kind of a proponent of taking it um, at 62, spending the government's money and letting uh, my money grow and letting the kids um, inherit it if I happen to die younger than I plan to. Mm -hmm.
0: And even though you know that mathematically, it is a better bet to wait until your full retirement age or even age 70.
1: Well, and that's why I'm calling because um, I did a little math and, and my math um, points a different direction. So I'm wondering if uh, I made an error. What I found is that you know, if I take it at 62 or whatever age, by 77, it's a break even. I would get the same amount of money from the government.
0: When you're running your numbers, are you? what are you presuming you're doing in terms of investing? Like what is your investment return? If you take the money and you have the money, what is it that you're thinking about in the future that you can do in terms of your return?
1: I used 4%. And what I did is took the $25,000 I would get each year and assuming I would just basically put it in its own little fund and let that one hundred twenty five grand grow. And so by the time... Um, I'm 77 where it would be a break even on either way of taking social security Mm -hmm. that would grow to $220,000.
0: Do you have any illness between, um, sort of you have a spouse? I do. So are you guys young and healthy? Like Tell us a little bit about yourselves.
1: So we're mid fifties, um, pretty good health. Um, both, um, Sides of the family have um, some longevity. I mean, I had a grandmother that lived to ninety-seven, but most of them get into their early to mid-eighties.
0: How much have you guys set aside for retirement so far?
1: So right now, total dollars I've got one point four million dollars.
0: And break it up for me. How much is retirement in a traditional? What's in a Roth? What's non-retirement?
1: A hundred thousand in a um, in an inherited IRA. I've got 296 in a Roth IRA, just short of 1.1 million in a traditional rollover IRA. So that's where the lion's share of my money's at.
0: And you guys are both working now.
1: Um, It's primarily one income. She works part time in the school, so that's kind of fun money for her. So we we live on um, a gross income of 108. Mm-hmm. Um, get a bonus of about fifteen grand a year, which we don't really live on. We use that for discretionary stuff, funding kids sports and et cetera.
0: Wow, oh, how many kids are there?
1: Uh, I have three of them. How old are they? 22 18 16 so I'm almost an empty nester.
0: I, wait a minute. Almost an empty nester is a little bit overstating it. You got 5 years here with 16 year old. Then that could be that's could be a gruesome 5 years those teenage years, huh? Uh
1: they are gruesome, but we are uh, getting to the to, to the end of the tunnel. We can see the light. The, the oldest is doing quite well about to graduate college. So oh, congratulations.
0: How about paying for school for these kids? What's what has been your um what have you done with old- this and what do you plan to do with 16 and 18
1: year olds? Okay. So what I've committed is I looked at what in-state tuition and I committed to the boys 25K a year. Mm -hmm. Um, That um, unfortunately comes out of the IRAs. Um, Back in the day, I didn't quite um, look at the 529 plan very close. Um, So my error on that. So I pay a little taxes, but um, that's what I've been able to do in the last few years with the market returns. It's more than covered what I'm taking out each year to fund college for the boys.
0: What are you putting into retirement today? Like what is your contribution level?
1: So right now I'm putting basically sixteen K a year into a 401k. Uh-huh. And another six into a Roth IRA.
0: Mark, is it any is it does it make sense to stop putting as much money into the traditional retirement account and use the cash flow to help pay for college to reduce the withdrawals from the retirement account? Because I'm thinking that like, wait a minute, why are we doing this? We already have this nice thing and, you know, we have it set up so that you could potentially just reduce the amount of contribution this second, right? And yes, you lose your tax deduction today, but really you're in a very low tax bracket, relatively speaking. You own your own home?
1: Uh, no, I have um, a mortgage of about three forty-eight. I got twenty-six years left to pay. Uh, it's valued. Uh, luckily, the housing market's great out here at about seven hundred thousand. And so, our master plan there is when we retire, we don't want to stay here. We're going to sell it.
0: Okay, great. And
1: we'll take the equity, and we're going to buy what we can buy with cash, um, no debt in retirement.
0: Well, okay. So I I think that number one, what I would say is, you know, you're in the twenty-two percent tax bracket right now. I would be happy if you kept doing your Roth contribution, which is fine if you're putting, you know, seven grand in, you could put seven grand into your Roth because you're over the age of fifty, but that's it. And then I would stop putting money into my retirement account at work and use that money to help pay for college to reduce the amount of money you're pulling out of these accounts. I'm just worried that under this, I know you asked about social security, but I'm more concerned with this idea that you're eating into your nest egg at a time where like we're getting close to needing your nest egg, right? So if you stop doing that again for the next, I guess, five years, at least you would be able to withdraw less money from the retirement account. And I think that would be helpful. Obviously you don't want to touch the Roth. That's your last Bucket to choose from. If you were to look at your projections um, at age sixty-two, and then also your full retirement age, can you give me the numbers that and and seventy? What is the Social Security payment that you would receive at sixty-two?
1: So at sixty-two, I'm on target to get twenty-one twenty-eight a month. I get thirty-one oh eight at sixty-seven, and to tell you the truth, I didn't look at. 70 okay. because of my strategy with it.
0: Yeah. And and also, by the way, your wife, because she only works part-time, would be claiming half of your benefit, right?
1: She would get half, and the homework I've done there, that is the one where I'm inclined to wait till yeah. she turns 67 to get the full 50%, and I, I have not put that money in any retirement calculation, So I just look at that at 67, we're going to get this pay raise of 1000 bucks a month.
0: I got to tell you something. If I look at this situation, because you're in good health, if you want to net 4%, how would you get 4% with no risk? You can't because now you have to take risk to get for 4%. And you would actually, to me, taking at 62 has two problems. One is not just that you're reducing your the amount of money you're receiving, but also that your wife is dependent on your record. And so you, you know, of course, statistically, it is more likely that she uh, would outlive you, right? And so if that's the case, we want to try to beef up her number as much as possible. And you do that by going to your full retirement age. And in terms of taking social security early, like when are you looking at actual retirement? You're young, right? You're in your mid fifties, but when would you actually say I'm ready to step down?
1: Probably 59 and a half or 60.
0: What? It's too early. (laughs) Um, But my plan
1: all along has been, um, I manage lots of people, so I'm not having fun with it. I want to step away from full time. Okay. I fully intend, both of us intend to work part time. So we want to work three days a week. Yeah. um, Some low stress job and do that from 60 to 62. Obviously, if I took Social Security early, I would have to slow down on working because of the. The tax hit.
0: By the way, it's another reason to wait till your full retirement age, but continue. But if we're
1: enjoying the the part time jobs, I would delay Social Security. And part of the part time work is also to to cover the health care, because I don't think I I have enough money saved. And it allows me to kind of step away from work and gradually slow down. And then by 65, yeah, I'm pretty much fully retired and just doing exactly what I want to do with no alarm clock.
0: First of all, obviously. If you're both willing to work and just cover your expenses, which I don't know, like just looking quickly, you don't spend a ton of money, right? So, I mean, if you're both willing to work enough part-time to make 50 grand or 60 grand and cover most of your expenses, that's great. By the way, while you're still working full-time, I would encourage you to put some money set aside in a non-retirement account, you know, just like beef up your your savings. The long-term risk for you guys is you drop dead when you're 63 or four or five right? Then she's got a lower social security amount and she loses half of that part-time income. And I think that if you really want to play this odds wise, like I'm not saying it's going to be the worst thing in the world. It could be perfect. It might be fine if you take retirement at 62. I just want to play the odds, right? So the odds are that the best bet for you is waiting till your full retirement age, work as long as you can stomach it, work part-time as long as you can stomach it. Make sure you get your health insurance coverage until you're age 65, obviously. And that's going to be a safer way to proceed. But there are some real downsides to this plan because you don't have tons of money saved. It could work. I just feel like there is a real risk here of death in your 60s that really leaves your wife in a pickle.
1: Okay. I guess she, she would very much appreciate um, the advice. And, and I, I do like the fact of your thoughts on the college thing. I was not expecting that with the question and was wondering, you know, part of it, I'm doing it to get the employer match, right? I get 8% from them.
0: All right. So if that's, the, if you have an employer match, then if you just do at least up to the 8% match and pull back on your, on your Roth contribution, then I'm okay with that. I just want you to try to reduce the taxable withdrawals from the retirement account for college. That's my main concern here. And, you know, I think it was very nice that you said 25 grand a year. If I could go back in time, I would have been encouraging you to tell your kids to take out loans. And if you can help them later, you you would. It's just like you're, you're eating into your future retirement assets on their behalf. And so I'm just concerned. I want you to be secure so that they don't have to take care of you in the future.
1: Yes, they didn't like my, my fail-safe was to uh, um, charge each one of them $1,000 a month for uh, me and the wife to come. Oh,
0: yeah, up. that would be fun. I'm sure they'd love that. Do you guys have your estate planning done?
1: I knew I was going to get hit with that. No, we were a uh, miss in, in, in that. I'm a little too much of an optimist. So, But we are going to get on it. That's part of listening to your show that helped us
0: I know I'm an optimist. In other words, I'm so optimistic about life that I refuse to die, which is fantastic. I mean, I, I hope th- good luck with the strategy. Here's where I get to beach up a little bit. I want you to stop taking money out of your retirement account. But more importantly, I need you to get your estate documents in place. It's very easy to do. So let's just do it. Let's get going. Make that a priority. It's far more important than your social security question. It really is. I know that right now you've got a little like thing in your head that's, you know, still excited to buy 62. But I think that that's really, it's just, we should we should take that off the table, full retirement age, working part-time, this will work. It will, nothing works really well if you die without any estate documents and you leave your kids uh, just piles of problems. So let's just get rid of that as a, as an issue and take care of it. Okay.
1: Will do. Thank you very much on that.
0: Any other questions that you have?
1: Uh, the only other question is, you know, I kind of look at this as a a bucket strategy, uh-huh. and my concern, obviously, the sequence of risk returns is is right on the front of my mind here as I get ready to retire, and so I'm wondering if I should, between now and 65, get a little more conservative and put more money in. Bucket two, so I don't take a big hit. And then if I get later in my 60s, I may go back to my normal allocation. Where right now I'm at a, about a 70, 30. So I'm a little more- um,
0: You're a little more tilted towards risk. I mean, look, I think the longest, obviously the Roth money you can be more aggressive with. And if you wanted to pull a little bit of the risk back and go 65, 35 or 60, 40, that's fine. But- I mean, you're not going to need all of this money at once. So I wouldn't go crazy either. So if you're comfortable with a risk and you feel okay with it, that's fine. Any money you know you're going to need within the next year or two, for example, the the money that you think you would withdraw, whatever that amount is from the the uh, rollover for college, that should obviously be in cash, right? But some of that money, maybe you have it, you know, a couple of years that's in cash, just so you have it. But other than that, I wouldn't go crazy in starting to time the market and do anything, I think you'll be okay.
1: Okay. Yes. I'm just trying now to slowly transition uh, and fill up bucket one and two, which is cash and the bonds and be prepared for 60.
0: I mean, again, if you're willing to work part-time, I have a feeling if you find something, like you said, if it's fun and it's something that you feel like you can do for a while, it would be neat if that would like kind of take you through your 60s and everything will look better.
1: Okay. No, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. And I've, we very much plan to work from 60 to 65. I mean, I, I don't, I don't sit still very well. It's just I don't want the daily um, managing people kind of grind. I want a job mm-hmm. where I can go in and work at maybe a home center and say, Jill, here's your board. Thank you much. Have a nice day. And when there's mm-hmm. a new policy that comes down the line, I can say, uh, I think I'll go find another job.
0: I gotcha. I know. I know. It's like it, it, it. there is a certain grind to just like being in an organization. Right. So and working part time, like show up, do your job and move on. That's kind of great, too. I think we got somewhere here, Mark. I feel good about this. And frankly, if you're kind of wavering and you feel like you're going back and forth and you need a little bit more of a a a pat on the back or a kick in the butt, Mike, we're here for you. Okay.
1: I appreciate it. I will continue to listen, love the show, and thanks very much for the advice. It gives me something to think about really hard, and I might just wait till 67 now.
0: You might just. I love it. Okay, if you have a Social Security question, if you've got a timing question, if you have a question about your retirement plan and your buckets and whatever else you're trying to do, we're here for you. This is the program that really tries to help you reconsider whatever your previous assumption was, and let's test it. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means that we want to test it with a new set of ears and eyes. That's what Mark and I are. We're like your extra ears and eyes. So if you've got a question, go to JillOnMoney.com. Click the Contact Us button. Tell us what's on your mind, and Mark will arrange to get you on the air. While you're on the website, why don't you check out our sister broadcast. It's called Eye on Money. And also all the other stuff we do. So blog posts and appearances on TV, check them all out. Just go to jillonmoney.com. Okay, do me a favor. Let's do this. Ready? You and I, we're gonna make a pinky swear. Do something nice for someone else today, please. It would really make that person feel better. It's gonna make you feel better. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.